feel like all issues come finally to peace. All art, religion, and politics are waiting to be rediscovered within a notion of peace. How can I spare you? How can we walk by each other from opposite ends of a long hallway without ripping each other to shreds? How can I come into your city and you into mine? The earth is in flames with every major religious tradition hijacked by its right wing. There is, there is an unprecedented absence of leadership right now. The language of peace isn't even making it to the History Channel. There's a kind of hush over the world. The situation in Donbass is becoming critical and today I'm addressing you directly not only to talk about what's happening but also to inform you about the decisions we're making about possible steps in this regard. Once again I would like to underscore that Ukraine is not just a neighbor, neighboring country to us, it is an inherent part of our own history, culture, spiritual space. They are our comrades 
relatives, not only colleagues, friends, but also our family, people we have blood and family ties with. Since ancient times, people from ancient southwestern Russian lands were called themselves, were calling themselves Russians and Orthodox. That was happening until 17th century when part of these territories rejoined the Russian Empire. When you're interrupted by a Russian grizzly bear, what you want to do is bring on the Ukrainian dancing. Welcome to Ruth Riot Radio. I'm Reverend Billy. Let's call it what it is today. It's a war. Today's war, today's modern war, the extraction of life to make money. The victims of today's modern war are everywhere on the planet, you and me and everybody. A scale of violence we've never seen. The great extinction happens every 100 million years. That's war. Why is that war? Because it's being done on purpose. So let's say what it is. Name it with its name. War. War against all of us. War against life. Call it what it is. War. Don't call it climate change or natural disasters or one of those news phrases. Call it what it is. It's a war. Exxon Chase, BlackRock, Vanguard, UBS, British Petroleum. They all knew. They knew they could make a secret war. They knew that they could call it whatever they wanted to, and that we would buy that for 40, 50, 60 years. We wouldn't know it when we saw it. We wouldn't na name it with the right name. We would blame the natural world or some mysterious cycle of... Uh. And now we have this imitation World War II. The tanks and the infantry. Exxon and Chase must be so relieved. Now we won't call it what it is. Now the far greater violence will be missed completely. Russia and the U.S. are both petro-states at war, both of them, with you and me, with us, with life. Extraction of life for money. Extraction of life for money. Call it what it is. War. War. The big dirty secret, the everywhere war. Call it what it is. That is war. And if we call it what it is, 
That is the beginning of peace. Days with higher than normal temperatures during the summer in the United States saw increased rates of emergency room visits for mental health-related conditions, including substance abuse, anxiety, stress, and depression. As days of extreme heat are expected to increase due to worsening climate change, the findings suggest a rise in mental health crises and demand for ER care nationally may occur in the years ahead. A new study looking at the presence of pharmaceuticals in the world's rivers found concentrations at potentially toxic levels in more than a quarter of the locations studied. The new study looked at 258 rivers across the globe, including the Thames in London and the Amazon in Brazil, to measure the presence of 61 pharmaceuticals. The research studied rivers in over half of the world's countries, with rivers in 36 of these countries having never previously been monitored for pharmaceuticals. Pharmaceutical pollution is contaminating water on every continent, and there are strong correlations between the socioeconomic status of a country and higher pollution of pharmaceuticals in its rivers. Researchers have identified a case of a sudden evolutionary change. In a new study, the scientists describe a population of columbine flowers that have lost their petals, including the characteristic nectar spurs. The finding adds weight to the idea that adaptation can occur in large jumps, rather than merely plodding along over extended time spans. An East African species of tick has adapted to survive without feeding for eight years. They also healthily reproduced long after the last male tick died. Asexual reproduction is quite rare in ticks. New research from the University of Southampton shows that the winter jet stream over the North Atlantic and Eurasia has increased its average speed by 8% to 132 miles per hour. The jet stream, which recently brought storms Dudley, Eunice, and Franklin to the UK, has also moved northwards by up to 330 kilometers. The findings relate to a 141-year period from 1871 to 2011. Jet streams are fast bands of air which flow around the globe at about 10,000 meters above Earth's surface. They have a significant influence on storm activity and temperature patterns across the Northern Hemisphere, which can impact the weather through strong winds and flooding events. This is the longest regional study of the Northern Hemisphere jet stream, and the trends observed are potential indicators of climate change. Local and indigenous communities warn of a significant decrease in the abundance of wild edible plants and mushrooms. Around the planet, some 7,000 wild plant and 2,000 wild mushroom species are used as food, providing diverse, healthy, and nutritious foods to local communities. The main drivers perceived to cause the decreasing abundance are land use changes triggered by agriculture, forestry, and infrastructure development, as well as over-harvesting, pollution, and climate change. A related study shows that knowledge of wild edible plants is differentially distributed across gender and life stages. Certain sets of knowledge about wild edible plants are acquired during adulthood, while other sets of knowledge are acquired very early, making children reliable knowledge holders, which challenges current understanding of knowledge distribution in small-scale societies. Wildfires in Argentina's north have continued to spread through the province of Corrientes where officials said fires had devastated at least 9% of its territory. The flames are consuming about 74,000 acres a day in Corrientes and have destroyed almost 2 million acres to date. 
The mainly rural province of farms, ranches, and forests normally is characterized by abundant rain. Ethiopia began generating electricity from its mega dam on the Blue Nile this week, a milestone in the controversial multi-billion dollar project. The Grand Ethiopian Renaissance Dam, or GERD, is set to be the largest hydroelectric scheme in Africa, but has been at the center of a dispute with downstream nations Egypt and Sudan ever since work first began in 2011. The dam will double Ethiopia's current electricity output. The 475-foot-high structure straddles the Blue Nile in the Benishangul-Gumuz region of western Ethiopia, near the border with Sudan. Egypt, which depends on the Nile for about 97% of its irrigation and drinking water, sees it as an existential threat. Sudan hopes the project will regulate annual flooding, but fears its own dams could be harmed without agreement on the Gerd's operation. An international team of scientists has found that modern rates of sea level rise began emerging in 1863 as the Industrial Age intensified, coinciding with evidence for early ocean warming and glacial melt. The study used a global database of sea level records spanning the last 2,000 years. Sea level rise is an important indicator of broader climate changes. Earlier this week, the sun erupted with a huge explosion, blasting solar particles millions of kilometers into space. The blast is the largest solar prominence eruption ever observed in a single image. Scientists attach tiny backpack-like tracking devices to five Australian magpies and discovered social behavior rarely seen in birds. Within just a few minutes of being outfitted with trackers, the magpies began showing evidence of cooperative rescue behavior to help each other remove the tracker. Magpies quickly solved the problem, and within hours, most of the trackers had been removed. By day three, even the dominant male of the group had its tracker successfully dismantled. In the past weeks, 1,036 beehives worth hundreds of thousands of dollars were reported stolen from orchards across the state of California. The largest heist involved 384 beehives that were taken from a field in Mendocino County. The yearly pollination of almond groves, the state's most lucrative crop, is thought to be the single largest pollination event on earth. A tightening supply of bees and soaring pollination fees, jumping from less than $50 to rent a hive two decades ago to as much as $230 per hive this year, are likely motivating beekeepers to wrestle hives under cover of night. Beekeepers are equipping hives with GPS trackers and special light-sensitive liquids to help identify their hives before they are left to die by the rustlers. Current water quality guidelines are not protecting freshwater ecosystems from increasing salt pollution due to road de-icing salts, agriculture fertilizers, and mining operations. Research shows that freshwater salinization triggers a massive loss of zooplankton and an increase in algae, even when levels are within the lowest thresholds established in Canada, the U.S., and throughout Europe. Russia has invaded Ukraine on multiple fronts. War is thought to cause more destruction and long-term damage to the Earth than any other human activity. And now, the sounds of extinction. War. Here, a brief recording of the Russian invasion of Ukraine.
begun the storm has finally come the water and the wind now it has begun is this some kind of war the sea won't say a word the weatherman's a bore Now it has begun. The storm has finally come. My neighbor's in the street. It rushes like a stream. You're caught in it waist deep. What an energized retreat. You think you can compete. The hero's tragedy. Now it has begun. The storm has finally come. The drowning and the dead. Now it has begun. My breath is out of reach. Death makes its final speech. Did this storm come from me? Did this storm come from me? Now I know the truth. The waves break on the roof. Where is my higher ground? It's down there with my town. I'm praying round and round. Am I living to be found? A body in the sound. Running round and round. Now it has begun. The storm has finally come. The sea begins to speak. Turn, she says, face me. Now it has begun. Take me to the deep. Take me to the deep. Take me the deep. Well, I'm, I'm here to ask you today about war and peace. Why don't we just say peace and war? War is always going on. Peace is elusive right now in the United States. We don't really have a peace movement. Yeah, war and peace. I, let's start with peace. And I think... Peace, it's the same thing when you say, like, this person is at, at peace with himself or with herself. So meaning it, it's kind of, there, there's no, like, big scars, uns, unsettled, unsolved business that kind of keeps that person out of peace. And I think the same thing can happen to a nation or, let's leave national boundaries aside, or a culture or group of people so me for example I'm I'm German I live now for 20 years in the UK so I've also assimilated to other cultures and gathered some understanding and uh, I would say 
the Germans have learned a big lesson. They started two wars, had a bit of re-education with the help of the Allied forces and the US. And I think they learned a great deal from it. The whole movement of the 68ers really addressed what did our parents do? Oh, actually, some of them were Nazis. And they really looked back at the history and, and worked through the history and through, through you know, the evils that happened and why did they happen. And that's why I think the Germans in some way are at peace with their history and with themselves. Now they get even criticism now for being too pacifist and not engaging maybe more in the conflict in Ukraine and in other conflicts. That criticism aside, if you look at other nations, and let's take Britain and let's take America, I would say they are a more, what's the right word, bellious? Bellious? Belligerent. Belligerent (laughs) cultures. They go in, okay, here are our, you know, whatever it is. Here democracy is endangered or our oil reserves. And they go in and engage in a military conflict. The Germans now, since the Second World War, always shied away from that. Um, But I think you also maybe are more likely to do that if you're not at peace with your own culture. And in in the UK... exactly. You know, in the UK, it's it's becoming very clearly. I'm, I'm hope I'm not kind of patronizing, condescending, but right now, what we had with the colonial colonial past of Britain, there was a long story of, uh, yeah, we had an empire, but you know, we, we never did anything really bad. It was just all trade, and now things come out. Now, now uh, statues are taken down of of uh, slave traffickers. And uh, and then the anti-vocists come along. It's like, you can't just destroy all our history. Like, where does that leave us? And I said, yeah, where does that leaves you in a better place if you really address the wrongs that were done under the empire. And there's a whole swathe of very conservative forces who really rally against that, and they do not want to address that. And I think uh, the Americans probably, um, you know, I'm, I'm a guest here. I don't know everything, but I think there's still things to address that this... Uh, nation maybe was also you know formed on the back of a genocide on on the native americans your children's children from 2044 i am looking for a
we're with you. And we come to the end now of our Earth Church during this time of invasion, of war. I'd like to thank Shilpa Narayan for singing The Storm. Imo Klink, our friend from England by way of Germany, your wise words about, about conflict and peace. I'd like to thank Savitri D news from the natural world and the sounds of extinction thank you again i'd like to thank our editor jason candler the stop shopping choir and the fiery eagles of justice for your music schmucks run the world you know that's the feeling we get when we look at the screen when we pick up the paper what are these people? They're a bunch of schoolyard bullies. But down here in the land of everyday life, our sorrow is real. Our feelings today are for the Ukrainians, the bewildered children, the families on the highway to the border. And we're even mindful of the young Russian soldiers. And here at the Church of Stop Shopping, we believe that the earth is a living being with its own feelings. Here, as this invasion continues, we feel sorrow for all of life, and we wonder, does the earth have sorrow too? We think it does. Nothing's more violent than war for the earth and for us all. The horror of war reawakens in us. We carry it around all the time. A zombie history that cannot die. The earth carries the confusions of human history in its body. The glorious peace, the happiness, and the murders that keep repeating again and again. And so I just wish you the best this week. Give yourself a break, keep breathing, keep singing, earth -alleluia. This is Reverend Billy from Earth Riot Radio, signing off now. Somebody give me an earth -alleluia. <laughs> <laughs>